Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. I am excited about this evening. Actually, you know what? It's just me. I don't have a guest this evening because I wanted to be able, as we enter into the fourth quarter of the year, and I've had so many conversations with clients, with friends, with colleagues, with my sister circle on how people are being impacted emotionally with everything that is going on. And so when everything feels turned upside down, it's actually an opportunity for us to shift our thought life from obstacle to opportunity. And in this season, as a leader, I have to be honest. I have encountered so many people with the weight of turmoil, of grief, of sadness, of insecurity. I found myself struggling to remain as an influence and actually not getting sucked into or infected by the hopelessness and the, and the helplessness that has been cultivating around me. And Although those two emotions are not unfamiliar to me, I have not had to navigate a pandemic per se before, but I have been turned upside down before and flooded with feelings of being helpless and even feeling clouded without any hope. So to keep moving forward in a season like this, I have found myself actually returning to those moments. But instead, this time, I'm not there to stay. I'm actually there to study. I want to be able to study what did I learn then that the sensations of feeling overwhelmed, of discouraged, of I remember in 2016 feeling so devastated that I said out loud, God, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. And from that moment, that surrender, that submission, Living Strong Consulting was born. Collaborations and relationships that I would have never had the opportunity to experience if my plan had actually happened the way I wanted it to. But out of those words, I remember the sobbing and saying, God, I've got nothing. From that moment, I had to recognize that I'm not saying that I've got it all together. And I'm being honest with you, I'm by no means saying that I've got it all together. It is but by grace, just consistently willing to do the work and remain vulnerable in my faith 
as Norman Vincent Peale would say, asking the God that made me to keep remaking me. (laughs) I'm coming to you with learned life lessons. And I had to ask myself, myself, and I have had to continue to ask myself, what did I learn then that had me turn those words, obstacles that seemed insurmountable in front of me? What did I learn back then that allowed me to move over obstacles and to move forward that this conversation on this episode, it's my flip side story. (laughs) I want to be able to share with you, encourage you, not just motivate you, but provide you with practical strategy. And guess what? (laughs) You're my co-host's this episode. So I've got um, all of my devices open. I want your questions. You can call in, you can send an email, you can drop it into a chat, but I want your questions because I know as I have felt run down and overwhelmed, I've had to pause and get honest that I didn't need more motivation. I actually need strategy. It's not actually about me running faster or harder or grinding stuff out more, even getting to a point of where sometimes we can get so erratic in our direction of trying to be fast with something, we are still wandering around looking for hope. But this is a time for me to get strategic and clear, get rock solid about my intentions in particular areas that have catapulted my growth, even when it's been uncomfortable. And so our first uh, question has already come in and Esther says, what do you mean by do the work? You know what? I love that question because when I am saying do the work, That means not to be afraid of feeling. I know that feelings can sometimes seem overwhelming, but the feeling actually isn't the issue. It's doing the work to recognize how the feeling will not overcome you if you cultivate the tools and the strategies to move past that moment. When I talk about doing the work, one of the first things that I had to do is connect with my three core value words. And for me, those three words guide everything. Three core value words that I operate from that I dig into are integrity, humility, and vulnerability. And that allows me to gain understanding about my emotions, what I will allow them to do or not do, and absolutely stay in the driver's seat and not allow them to take me over. I'm encouraging you to do the first layer of work. What are your core values? 
When I'm clear that integrity, humility, and vulnerability are at my core, it allows me to better understand me, make clearer decisions, create judgment calls that are based from my foundation, and that allows me to really see people, to see what they're struggling with to be honest with myself and not show up as a know-it-all, but that I have been through some things, have learned some things, and I see you. If you have never identified your core value words, and I'm saying no more than three, because a long laundry list of core value words actually will sabotage your clarity. Your first step, in doing the work is identifying what are your three core value words because they will create a roadmap for your intentions. Wow, so another question, you guys are, oh, I love it. Next question, Peggy asks, do you have any suggestions if you are in a transition state of life, what to do while you're waiting for direction and discouragement rises. Wow. You know what? It's recognizing that when you are in a waiting season, it is what is the self-talk that you are no longer going to allow to drive your weight Instead of allowing your self-talk to be a weight, recognize that in a waiting season, you have the choice to wait with expectation. I have to be honest with you in as I've gone through the last month or two and constantly sitting in a place of experiencing challenges and changes I've had moments where I've had to, I've asked the question in quiet moments, is this actually worth it? Am I really getting anywhere? And feeling discouragement come over me. But just as I shared earlier, don't be afraid to feel because the feeling is not what the issue is. It is your response to the emotion. It's recognizing that I actually can think about what I'm thinking about and make the decision to act in counterbalance to the fear that is showing up. Discouragement is just a byproduct of fear. And so when I make the decision that I'm not going to allow myself to stay loyal to broken emotions that are not serving me, and if we're honest, sometimes we do get loyal, we will get into a ruminated place where we will become so loyal to feeling discouraged and doubting to being in a state of fear that we will stay stuck there. And I'm asking you to break the loyalty 
to toxic emotions and get up and act. It's moving beyond the discouragement. So you can feel discouraged. It doesn't mean you have to act discouraged. You can feel fear, but it doesn't mean you have to act fearful. Creating the action which counterbalance, if you're feeling discouraged, then what action can you take that is strategic to the next right step that might take you outside of your comfort zone, but will allow your emotions to shift and catch up with your action? Sometimes we get so committed to our emotions that we sit with our emotions when it's actually time for us to get up. Tonight, I want to be able for us to recognize through anything that I've learned in my story and my flip and my growth and even my fumbles, that when I talk about the word integrity, when I go back to my core value words. This past few months when I've struggled with insecurity, questioning whether or not what I'm doing is making any difference, my core value word of integrity held me accountable to choosing actions that were intentional. I can only show up in my authentic self By showing up in integrity, I cannot encourage other people to act if I'm not willing to act. Whatever assignment is on you, whatever you have been called to do, there must be a level of integrity for you to act beyond your emotion. Your emotion, they're frivolous. Frivolous. They will change if you change. They'll catch up with you if you're willing to change your action behind them. Jeanette, Jeanette asked me, how do you, how do your strategies day to day, especially when you have so many desires? I find it hard to pinpoint that one most important thing. Once I do, I can keep going, but starting can be hard. (laughs) I love that question. So how do you pick the one thing? And honestly, there are so many people who come to coaching sessions who have so many things. I ask them, my opening phrase is, how can I support you with a coaching call today? And when I tell you the flood gates open. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. This is what my idea is. I want to do this. I'm thinking about that. And I pause and ask them, what is the thing right now in front of you that has consistently been in your hand and you've not acted upon? What is the one next Step. Stop looking five steps down the road. Stop looking at all of the things you want to eventually catch up to. I want you to think about the one next step 
that actually has already been in your hand, but you've been afraid to use it in a new way. If you are intentional with that next step, I promise you, you will learn from that step and get the boldness to take the next step. People often ask me, why do I share so many strategies? Why do I offer so many tools for free? It's because what I've been given has been a step-by-step process. And I want to be able to be intentional with offering steps and strategies that will allow people to stop looking five steps ahead and worrying about getting there. If I promise you, do a brain dump of all your ideas. Drop all of the ideas on a piece of paper. Get them out of your head and then look at the entire list and pick the next right thing and move on that. You know, we have been in a growth season for all of 2021 and it has been a process where I've had to lean upon my faith and my core values and the desire to not just check a box with goals, but the desire to grow. So I'm going to encourage you as we get ready to go into our first break, I'm going to encourage you to go to our website at www.livingstrongllc.com and register for our next free webinar on growth. You want to talk about strategy? We've been talking strategy all year, and this is an opportunity for you to jump into a community. The next law is the law of modeling, which I'm trying to get us started in this evening. If I can model for you as a mentor virtually, our growth series Our next webinar sets the course for you to identify how can you pick your best model? How can you identify a mentor? And what's the difference between a mentor and a coach? When we come back from this next break, I'm going to encourage you to invest in you even if it's just time. Log into the website, click the opportunity to join us November 2nd, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and invest in your growth journey. www.livingstrongllc.com. Are you ready to grow? We'll come back after this next commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life 
is now in session. Are you present? We don't get a dress rehearsal in life, so why not grab every moment you can to grow? Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. We're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, let's get intentional about creating a growth plan for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for First Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. It's your time. The first challenge in growth is leading yourself. But what do you do when you have led you as far as you can take you? Now what? Do you know how to pick a good mentor? Do you know what to do with the relationship once you find a good mentor? Do you know the difference between a coach and a mentor? These are all questions we answer and develop strategies for in the law of the model. When we live this law, we are able to show others the way to be empowered and expand their capacity. We've been going through the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John Maxwell during this entire 2021, and we are on Law 13, the Law of Modeling. It's hard to improve when you have no one but yourself to follow. Join us for this law on November 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like the opportunity to be a part of our growth crew, join us at livingstrongllc.com and become an insider to get information first for registration. Again, the Law of Modeling, November 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The webinar is free and it's designed for you to grow. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I have been having a transparent conversation about my flip side story. Oftentimes, being able to share my own journey, my own intentional strategies, there have been business masterminds who have looked at my plans and asked, why are you sharing so much? Because when I've been able to create space for others to grow, that's actually where I thrive. The more I have given, the more I have received and I grow. And when I release the fear of competing and being copied, creativity is in my blood. 
It is a river and not a reservoir. Not in arrogance. I want to be honest and clear. It is not in arrogance that I say that, but it's just how I'm wired. It flows in and out of me. When I stopped worrying about chasing down opportunity and focused on adding value to others, possibilities have been endless and creativity, it just keeps flowing. So that's how I'm showing up in this episode. I'm showing up to share, to collaborate, to be generous, to lead with clarity and even discomfort. (laughs) I want to add value to everyone that I encounter. So this is your opportunity. It is open mic. You are my guest co-host during this episode. Send me an email, call in with a question or drop a question into the chat. I'm here for it. I shared that integrity, humility, and vulnerability are three of my core value words. And I know what is for me is for me. And on the best day, no one can rob me of my destiny. So I'm here to share not out of fear or comparison, and I don't want to hoard any gifts that I have because the moment we start hoarding our gifts, that is actually when we self-sabotage opportunity. So I'm encouraging you, focus on adding value and become resourceful and the flow of creativity, potential, and opportunity, it will flood your life. Kim, so Kim asked me, do I have a YouTube channel? I absolutely do. (laughs) My YouTube channel is I am Dr. Virdra Jackson, and I hope that you will connect in this community and continue to ask questions. You know, as I think about what I think about and the mental state that I've had to navigate in challenging times like this. One of our Generation Z uh, questions that from a young person who asked me, how do you address faith-based people who are constantly saying, just pray more about mental health issues? And I value, and Nikki, one of Uh, our listeners, uh, we had an amazing conversation where we talked about being willing to allow our younger people to ask questions that honestly, in our generation, we may have been afraid to ask. But when we're willing to lean in to help understand that that question, if we get clear, it's not an or, it's an and. And I have to quote Dr. Anita Phillips with that question. She says that prayer is a weapon and therapy is a strategy. Earlier in the month, I had the privilege of having Bonita Weathers with 
with us. And she has a whole platform that she herself had a journey with depression with her husband, and they openly talk about their journey. And I want to be honest in my own journey. There was a period in time where I had to navigate depression and a a physician had shared that based on your symptoms, I really feel like you're depressed. And the advice that I received at the time and the shame that I received in response to seeking out my next steps, it prevented me as a woman of faith in pursuing the help that I needed and I spiraled. If someone had an infected wound on their hand, would a pastor just say, pray about it? So yes, he or she would offer prayer for peace, for healing, for wisdom in the doctor and the treatment, but they would say, go to the doctor. Just because we can't see emotional pain doesn't mean that it isn't a wound. It's an invisible wound that absolutely benefits from prayer and treatment. Now, should we use wise counsel? Is every therapy good therapy? Of course not. That there, There's different levels of therapy in any field. But when we seek out emotional and mental wellness, it's an and, not an or for people of faith. Prayer and treatment, counseling, therapy, physicians, medication. I think if we also think about how we are, what story we're telling ourselves as people of faith when it comes to therapy. A good therapist will be clear that it is not them that's fixing you. They facilitate through their education, their tools, their experience. They facilitate your journey of developing skills and resources and responses to maladaptive patterns, behaviors, struggles in response to life's problems and and the triggers that we go through. But we live in a fallen world where life experiences have impacted us. They've hurt us. They have changed us. They have hindered us physically, emotionally, mentally, and relationally. And we develop survival strategies that create patterns and chemical responses that can be known and unknown to us. If we're honest, therapy can be a tool. Medication can be a tool in our journey of healing in our brain body, and soul, and prayer is a weapon in the battle for our mind and our spirit. For the natural man and the spirit man, there is value in both. So again, I say stop being afraid of our feelings, shift the narrative as a faith-based community about therapy, and lift people from shame and being willing to ask for help in both areas. It is inevitable that we are going to experience emotions. Our God experienced them as well. We can use prayer as a weapon and seek support through therapy as a strategy in our physical body to gain healing.
Celeste, I love that comment. God gave people the wisdom to provide good therapy. Yes, there's the opportunity. There are those who have been skilled to be able to provide that as a resource. Yes, even to the faith-based community. Dale, I love that. My experience has been there are times when the faith-based community is challenged by being able to connect with faith with real life issues and challenges, real training is required, yet oftentimes it is not welcome. And it's an opportunity for us to change that narrative. It, this is time if we recognize that there, there is brain and then there is mind. And we can enter into an experience with a therapist, a counselor, counselor and or a physician that allows us to address what's happening in our brain, our physical members, and help us navigate our emotions and our spiritual being through prayer and worship and our faith can continue to have us show up as an example of a whole being. You know, there's another question that comes in. What do you do when it feels like you just can't get unstuck? Wow, Kyla, I appreciate that question. It's recognizing that first, saying to ourselves the words that we use to define where we are in a narrative will define how long we stay in that narrative. So if we're saying to ourselves, I just can't get unstuck, then it's recognizing that's the state in which our mind, that's where our mind is wrapping our wiring, it's wrapping our perception, it's wrapping our possibilities around that statement. What do you do when you feel? Remember that word? When you feel like, just because you feel something doesn't mean that it's true. It's an opportunity to seek out truth. If you're a person of faith, it's an opportunity to go to the word and identify what does God say about moving forward? What does God say about being free? What does God say about shackles of fear? What does God say about promise? Get into identifying what is truth, regardless of the facts of what's in front of you, and then change your words about how you describe that thing. And if you've been following me on social media, I've been challenging individuals to ask why questions. Five levels of why questions. Ask, why am I repeating that statement? And continue to ask yourself, so what would the strongest version of me look like? What do I need to shift in my habits that will change potential outcomes in front of me. You see, there's an opportunity for us to get really intentional 
about not only what we're saying, but what we're thinking. And then I challenge you, will you sit still and be courageous enough to listen for the answers? I've been coaching individuals in asking those why questions and asking themselves harder questions. And then they say, well, I asked myself, I'm asking you, did you sit long enough to listen for the answer? And what have you learned about yourself in that answer that you now will become strategic in creating a different response? Esther asks, what do you do when you have done the work and stepped into your purpose, but life throws the kitchen sink at you? Woo, that is all truth. If there's anything that has been true about this season right here, it has been a kitchen sink moment. (laughs) It can feel like there are constantly things coming at us. It's being willing to recognize that you're still here. You're still here. Whatever it is that has come at you, at your worst, it still not, has not taken you out of here. So as long as you still have breath, there is still more in you. When we come back from this next break, I cannot believe how fast this hour is going. When we come back from this next break, I'm going to share my own kind of kitchen sink moments and we'll unpack how My friend, she has uh, dropped in with some questions. Crystal Mance has challenged me to hit the reset button as opposed to sitting in discouragement. We will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The first challenge in growth is leading yourself. But what do you do when you have led you as far as you can take you? Now what? Do you know how to pick a good mentor? Do you know what to do with the relationship once you find a good mentor? Do you know the difference between a coach and a mentor? These are all questions we answer and develop strategies for in the law of the model. When we live this law, we are able to show others the way to be empowered and expand their capacity. We've been going through the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John Maxwell during this entire 2021, and we are on Law 13, the Law of Modeling. It's hard to improve when you have no one but yourself to follow. 
Join us for this log on November 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like the opportunity to be a part of our growth crew, join us at livingstrongllc.com and become an insider to get information first for registration. Again, the Law of Modeling, November 2nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The webinar is free and it's designed for you to grow. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veardra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. If we're honest, this season that we have been in can absolutely feel like one thing after another, after another, after another. And I don't want to minimize anything that anyone is going through. I want to lean in and say, I see you. And if you're a person of faith, you are not forgotten. And recognizing that even in this, there is the opportunity to hit the reset button. My own moments most recently that have literally laid coals of weight on top of me have been, some of you know, in 2019, I was diagnosed with celiac disease. And, and so it, it changed how I had to eat everything. Most recently, that celiac disease has continued to battle my digestive system where I constantly am finding myself being sick with foods that I thought I could eat. And at one season, they were fine, but now take me out of here. And on top of celiac disease, I am literally going through the pangs of menopause, which when I tell you, sisters, I needed us to be more honest about the trials of menopause. And then on top of that, I've been struggling with hypothyroidism for decades. So between celiac disease, menopause, and hypothyroidism, all of which have a profound impact on my gut health, my emotional health, my hormones, my heart health, my energy, and my weight. All at one time in this season is a battle. All of it. The moment I feel like I can eat something, it emotionally takes me out of here It affects my weight. My hormones will send me into a depression. My thyroid, if I don't pay attention to it, will my energy level will flatline. My heart will palpitate. It is physically, internally, emotionally, and mentally under attack. But what did I do? I sought out someone 
within my community that I felt would hold me accountable to changing my script on the possibility of the other side of this experience. Yes, I shifted my question from why me to what does the strongest version of me look like? And I, again, locked in on being vulnerable enough to ask for help. How many of us struggle with the narrative we tell ourselves about asking for help? If the kitchen sink is coming at you, when will you raise your hand and say, I need help? It's not for you to continue to carry all of the weight for yourself. If you're a person of faith, it's recognizing what are you going to begin to give over instead of continuing to hold on to emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. For me, it, it has been a battle on every side. I have woken up in a sheer panic, menopause, sweating, and depressed without any understanding of why I am panicked and full of anxiety. And I said, you know, I want to be able to celebrate my 50s the same way I celebrated my 20s but recognizing that I have to get realistic about the love and acceptance even in this change, and I need help. And so when I decided that the reset button had to include accountability, asking for help, so and not help, not help from the sister or the friend that's going to constantly be your encourage, encourager. Oh, you're okay. It's all right. It'll be fine. No, when I tell you I reached out to this sister and she gives me the hard facts. No, stop. Don't do that. Quit that. Shift that. I know that it's going to hurt, but this is what you have to do. What I love about when I come to her with my, my sob story, she listens and then she says, okay, so now what are we going to do from here? There's a level of accountability that holds me accountable to continuing to move forward. I'm not going to have legacy and loyalty to my pity. It is not going, self-pity is not going to be where I'm operating from, but I've got to get realistic about what my new story is, begin to be willing to shift habits and be willing to reset and do everything that's involved in that reset when I hit the button. Dale says, I've learned from your teaching to remember to ensure my circle includes individuals that can provide real and relevant help when I ask for it. You know what? I reached for someone who was further along in her journey of reset than I was. 
Again, humility and vulnerability. I needed to be able to recognize that I cannot be the the one who is always the one that has all of the answers, being willing to be vulnerable, to ask for help, to reach out and recognize that someone else has been through this and they can absolutely help me through it as well. So let me see, what other questions? So I have another question from our community. How do you navigate and balance your family life and the hours and demands of Living Strong Consulting? Yes, yes, yes. I love that question because I have had to learn when to say yes and know when to say no. That every yes, for me, every yes is not a God yes. It may even be a good yes, but it's not a God yes. I need to know when to say yes and when to say no. And be willing to hold myself accountable to understanding, again, going back to what I said earlier, what's for me is for me. And so I don't have to chase after everything. I don't have to be everything for everybody. I am worth taking a rest. I recognize that in order to talk about balance, balance, and I've shared this in trainings before, balance is not being able to do everything at the same time with the same amount of energy. Balance is actually recognizing what is the greatest priority in this season that will come with a cost and not getting upset over just the cost, being willing to pay the cost, but how will I continue to create deposits back into me so I can keep going. You cannot live on the margins of the page all the time and continue to expect to show up in productivity. When you are willing to prioritize, and if you did not catch last week's episode with Dr. Shonda McMenus, who she walked through being willing to create space for yourself allows you to show up in even greater, more authentic, healthy ways. Redefine productivity in the sense of prioritizing and recognizing that when you say yes to something, you are automatically saying no to something else. And is that no worth it? Create balance that creates harmony, not insanity. Oh, can you believe? I think I want to try this again. Maybe we will do this once a quarter where I just have you as my co-host. I have loved all of your questions and we Can you believe it? 
are at the end of our hour. I want to thank everyone who has sent in questions. They have been amazing. And if I can close with just this thought, be courageous to say and do the right thing because your motives are authentic. Don't be afraid to show up in authentic truth of who you are and allow people to accept you, all of you, authentically and unapologetically because you are on assignment with motives that are bigger than you. For those of us who are in the faith-based community, you have been placed here for a reason. Be courageous to say and do the right thing as an image bearer on assignment, acting in love out loud on purpose to be light in dark places and show up in authenticity that reflects the original image that we have been designed to represent on this planet. Be courageous, create space for you, and recognize you're worth it. Thank you for being my co-host during this episode. We look forward to a chance for you to continue to log in each week. Check out our website at www.livingstrongllc.com and continue to grow with me and our community. It has been my pleasure. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.